Top 10 Thursdays featuring Sean Lemmy, John Otney, Colin Westman, Matt Carson. We're talking about our favorite TV shows of 2012 and our continuing look back at the year that the world did not end. Um, good year for TV. Watched a lot of it myself. So much so uh, that we've got a few shows here. They were just going to run through real quick because we don't think they'd actually make the list at all. So, here we go. Colin, Children's Hospital. Uh, just another show or another season of really wacky, absurdist comedy in, in 10-minute bursts. Um, I don't know. Still, like last year, I can't really like completely recommend it. Like You have to see this show, but you know, it's got... A bunch of the best people in comedy just having fun, being funny. All yeah. right. John, comic book man. I like comic book man because it's about nerd stuff, but I don't like the fact that it's not real reality television. Like when they'll be out in front of the store and they'll have a bake sale or something, you know it wasn't actually their idea. So the producer told them to do it because the show is about nerds and nobody wants to actually watch that. Because the nerds didn't do anything. Nerds just talk about nerd stuff. And you mean I nerds think, go LARPing, man? Maybe. I just think the producers are, What's are afraid. <laughs> like, they don't want to go too deep into nerd stuff. Oh, they want to keep it conventional. Uh, what about Face Off? Face Off is on the Sci Fi channel and is a makeup special effects contest show. And it was the same as it's ever been this season, except for the fact that they didn't have, like, the bitch contestant. Every other season has the the contestant that everybody hates but keeps making it through every episode because, you know, you know they're like, well, it's funny to have that character in there because everyone hates them. But the douchebag got eliminated in the first episode, so it was pretty tame. But then the guy, who, um, there's this one guy on there named Roy who's the best contestant they've ever had, and he got eliminated even though everyone did, like, a good one, and I was so pissed off. And someone who won... It's totally, totally bullshit because she was eliminated, but then she got a chance to come back, and then she ended up winning. But I'm like, that's bullshit because she got eliminated once before. And the fans got to vote for the winner, but I refused to do that (laughs) because what's your voting online for reality television? You've pretty much thrown your life away. Interesting thought. Uh, Maybe I threw my life away when I got back (laughs) into Saturday morning cartoons and started watching uh, The Legend of Korra, the Avatar the last Airbender sequel show. Um, it was only on for 13 episodes, and I think there's another season coming, though. And man, this is some of the best uh, animated fight scenes I've ever seen. It's so cool seeing these characters do, you know, martial arts with powers, and it's, it's just a cool story too. It's pretty sweet, man. Shout out, uh, John. What about Lilyhammer? 
And Uli Hammer was a Netflix original show with Steven Van Zandt. And I love the premise of a mafia guy being in the witness relocation program and going to Norway and then interacting with these humble Norway people. And I think the, the pilot episode's fantastic. And I like some of the other ones, but the character is so stereotypical Italian mafia guy. I mean, he genuinely says stuff like, forget about it. <laughs> like, he's like an SNL character. <laughs> like, it's that kind of weighs the show down, but it's still funny enough to keep me going. And Steven Van Zant saying, yeah, we're going to do another season because it's like the most popular show in Norway <laughs> ever. <laughs> but, you know, he's busy with the E Street Band. But I'm really excited to, uh, to see if it, you know, where they take it, even though nobody watches it, except Norway people, Norwegian people. Uh, speaking of bands, Treme turned in another great season uh, this year, despite the fact that uh, no one is watching it, anymore, <laughs> except for me. And uh, another HBO show I liked was Veep, the new uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus vice president comedy uh, that was better political satire than The Newsroom and funnier than... Uh, I don't know. Big Bang Theory? <laughs> That's kind of... Come it's, on. It's, it's, it's got to be better than s- something else. Um, uh, uh, I feel like if I said something on their list, it would be controversial. It's pretty funny. I laughed at every episode that I watched. Um, and I think it would probably be uh, put forward as a contender if it wasn't like, I don't know, eight episodes long. This wasn't that much of it. It's kind of a thing that happened and then went away. And I kind of miss it. And I'll watch it again when it comes back. Uh, but it didn't make enough impact to be on the list, I don't think. That's it for the... Uh, Were there any uh, shows that I watched that no one else watched? <laughs> it's up to you. Why do you ask us questions I'm just like thinking that? out loud. I don't... I just, okay, well, I guess, okay. I guess there's only one and I don't want to talk about it. What? <laughs> Huh? A shame show? Uh, Big Bang Theory is kind of it's a Big Bang show. Theory? Yeah. Are you like up to date with Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah. Theory? I'm hella up to date. I watch it all the time. Still that guilty pleasure for me. I watch it on TBS occasionally. So are we... Uh... Never mind. Just go ahead. Continue. Uh, now we're going to get to the regular part of the show. I don't know if you remember... Very first episode we did was uh, TV shows of 2011, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. I don't and remember. Our format has not really changed that much since then. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure we've gotten better at it. Uh, I can only I hope so. Yeah. We had a bunch of returning candidates <laughs> mm-hmm. last year, uh, starting with 30 Rock. Um. You know, it started its last season. I think it's only got a couple episodes left before it's all over now. And I think it's been kind of a return to quality for Third Rock. Not that it ever uh, was bad, but I think they've had some stronger episodes in this first half of the season, or you know, first two thirds, whatever it actually works out to be, uh, than they have in a while. Uh, looking back at the back half of last year. Well, that was the entire season, wasn't? Oh, was it really? 
Yeah, because remember, Tina Fey uh, got pregnant and delayed the season until 2012. Okay, what do I remember from last year? I remember the live episode actually being kind of good this year. I didn't really like the live episodes before. And... I don't know. Oh. I remember being less impressed with last season, but I have enjoyed uh, this season quite a bit. Was last season the one uh, when Elizabeth Banks came back and her and Jack had like the big divorce ceremony and Kim Jong-il was there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That was a pretty good episode. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is a show for me that's kind of not that it's bad and not that I don't enjoy it a lot, but like it when I get to Thursdays it's almost the the one I'm least looking forward to. And I don't know. Um, but I think that's I mean really the office over this. Uh, I'd say it's close. Maybe because I'm just a... Maybe I I feel like The Office has more upside to make me laugh, like really hard. Like it might be fewer and far between, but 30 Rock's just going to be more consistent. I, I don't know. I think I laughed more at like, um, like the season premiere where they're... Uh, where Jack and Liz decide to tank the whole network. <laughs> yeah. And again, I'm not saying it was like bad at all, but I'm just saying like I guess it's I watch it more cuz I love Jack Donaghy than I do cuz I love the show almost at this point. I don't know. I also really like that episode where like they discover this politician that looks exactly like Tracy Jordan. Yeah, that was pretty good. That that was really funny. And the episode with uh, with Stephen Baldwin? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't Stephen Baldwin. It was Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Yeah, it wouldn't be Stephen Baldwin. (laughs) He would not be happy. (laughs) I think there's some gems. And I think this being 30 Rock's last shot at making one of these lists... I don't want to eliminate it. Not yet. That's fine. So how about Archer? All uh, about it. You're about it? I'm all about Archer. That's great. <laughs> That's just really great. I'm just, I'm just like, God, these people are so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think, like, this is what H. John Benjamin, like, wishes he looked like. <laughs> You wish you looked like John Hamm. Oh, God. Can you imagine? You'd be the perfect human. <laughs> like, even Chris Parnell like, looks like Chris Parnell, but he's, like, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh... It's not the reason Archer's <laughs> anyone else's favorite show. <laughs> I, just, I guess I, I just like it just because it's such a... I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> like it almost holds out hope. Like this is, this is, this sounds really stupid, but 
I feel like I watch it like, man, what if this was like real and like this is like how like maybe this is really how secret agents live and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just brings like the world of secret agents to like a, I guess more like realistic like office environment. If that makes sense, like you have all your your weird office people, but but it's also to the extreme where like everyone's like an alcoholic or a pervert or you know all that stuff. I don't know if any of that made sense, but it's, it's the feeling I get. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, these these shows are, are these uh, what's his name, Adam Reed. Yeah, Adam Reed. These shows are all about, um, you know, just character interaction. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that's how they get away with, like, making the characters look so good because they're, like, so basically animated. Uh, it's kind of like the opposite of, like, I don't know, something else. Uh, but another really <laughs> strong season, I think, from Archer, I think it's been a pretty great show and not losing steam uh this was the burt reynolds season for some reason <laughs> all leading up to an episode where burt reynolds was actually there dating archer's mom which is great because that show is one giant oedipus complex uh and then i think the other episodes that really stand out for me are the season finale uh space station episodes <laughs> Just so ridiculous. I, I love that Archer's like so excited about being in space and so bad at it. It's great. And then like his relationship with Pam. <laughs> Pam's like the best character for me. Yeah. She just <laughs> just so off the wall. We'll, we'll just say anything. And so there's, there's another I think more than any other season we had a lot of like we had a whole episode focused on her and her other life as like a street racer yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> um I guess you could say you know it's, it's just a joke show not much going on with like creative storytelling really and I feel like the satire is getting a bit weaker, uh, but it still really makes me amused. Yeah, and it's all about Chris Parnell. So, <laughs> I don't know why you're so about Chris Parnell on this show? He's just like a good guy, character. you know. He just no, I'm not about Chris Parnell on this show in particular. I'm just about Chris Parnell just, in general. <laughs> okay, you, you like to see him? I like I like to see that he's getting capacity. that he's getting work. Okay. <laughs> I just feel you know he's just a good guy. He's just getting fired all the time. You know, you can't be that great of a guy if he's getting fired all the time. He's got to be burning some bridges there. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't deserve it. He's he's awesome. Okay, I need more spachemin. That that would that would put Thirty Rock higher for me if there was more spachemin. Can't think of a single Spachemin scene. So I'm just going to move us along to uh, Breaking Bad, which has got to be on the list. Because it's Breaking Bad. Because it's another awesome season of 
the best show on TV. Sure. Pisses me off. Some great Mike moments this season. Totally. And just following Mike the Hitman. He had a whole episode uh, that was pretty much dedicated to his routine. And that was one of my favorites. I also like the inclusion of uh, the retarded fucking Matt Damon guy. Landry from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a nice addition. It's like, what's this, what's this guy thinking? Because he seemed like a good kid, but he's got a dark side to him, really dark. And once again, I, I love the weird, ambiguous <laughs> openings to this show that it has sometimes. Like, one of my favorite openings to an episode this season was that German guy trying all the different sauces with, like, chicken nuggets. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, that was amazing. How, how could you forget that? <laughs> that scene is so great. And the first episode of the season is still unexplained, where it's Walt with full head of hair, and it's his birthday, and he's eating at some diner, and then he goes out to the parking lot, opens his trunk, and there's, like a, there's a big gun in there. We still don't know what that is. Yeah, and that, that was kind of amazing to see, because the whole span of the show has been, like, it started with his birthday, uh his 50th birthday and we just got to his 51st birthday about halfway through this season so it's kind of amazing that they're going to cover like twice as much time the remaining eight episodes i can't believe this all took place in a year it's a little much <laughs> but it's it's so exciting it's it's still the most suspenseful show uh, that i watch I, lo- I really look forward to the end. I'm glad they're going to end it on a high note and end it soon, instead of stretching it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always the, a good move. The promise of the show was always they were going to turn like a really likable guy into Scarface, is always what I heard. And I feel like this season they did it more, more than even last season, where like Walt was. A scummy guy, but you could still kind of root for him because he had this, you know, enemy to fight with. And with the way this season, you know, started, he had no one but himself, and he just spiraled out into evil and, you know, almost completely unlikable. Which really impressed me. It's badass. Sure, they couldn't. They, they couldn't have called it that. Badass American <laughs> badass. <laughs> Kid Rock could do the theme song. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. I'd still mm. probably watch it. So for for list making, do you think it counts as a knock against it that it only aired seven episodes? No. All right. I feel like if it was any other show, wow. it would. Because that's like the only thing that pisses me off is that I didn't get a whole season. <laughs> so I guess that when you that's a good problem to have if you're a show that it pisses you off that you want more. It felt full enough for me. I mean, I'm used to British TV shows being eight episodes long, and British television's like the greatest thing ever. So I guess it didn't to me because I like I. <laughs> I didn't watch the season before until I like marathoned it right before this one. And so like I had so many, so I was like looking forward to it like I just had the memory of you guys watching it well into October, you know. And then for me this was just like a summer thing. 
And I was like, no. Summer romance. Yep. Those are memories for me now, too. There will always be summer of 2011. God. Uh, community. I miss it so much. More than I would have expected. Do you guys like community? Yes. I do like community. I, yes, I, I, I did so. have that feeling when it came back this year for those few episodes. I was like, God, I wish this show was on more often. When did it come back for a few episodes? Well, I feel like it it didn't air any episodes in the fall of 2011. Oh. And then when it came back in 2012, we got... <laughs> We got those few episodes, and now we're just waiting to see what the show's like with Dan Harmon, and I can't imagine it'll be as good. And Chevy Chase will drop off at the end of the season, too, because he Let's left. Say, I think it sounds like uh, he filmed the finale, but it's like three episodes before the finale, he quit. Mm. So he won't be on those. But the finale, he's there, and they said they're going to come up with something to explain his absence. And they, you know, yeah, and he's in the rest of them. I didn't realize how much of, like, a dick he was. <laughs> and it sucks because he's, like, my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, he's really mean. <laughs> really? He's probably my least favorite character because his character is so mean. <laughs> I imagine his character is basically what Chevy Chase is like in real life. <laughs> and it's just, I guess, I guess, like, him alone isn't my favorite character, but him, I just love his dynamic in the group. I love how, mm-hmm. like, why would these guys hang out with this, like, 70-year-old, like, racist man? <laughs> yeah. There That's has- one of the things I like about Community is it's really hard to pick a favorite character. Yeah. It's one of the strongest uh, parts of that show. I don't even know. Yeah, and it's it's kind of crazy to think with an ensemble as big as community has that you know everyone can be funny on it like there are great Brita episodes there are great Shirley episodes and you know characters you wouldn't typically expect to be that funny turn out to be great I want more episodes just about side characters like magnitude (laughs) oh yeah speaking of some some like football player in a bowl game had like eye black on and it was one of those ones where it's stickers and it said like pop pop on the <laughs> eye black and Joel McHale tweeted it out. It was pretty yeah. funny. I was like, God spreading. Pop pop. Yeah, characters like Magnitude and Fat Neil. <laughs> and that guy with the glasses is a really annoying voice. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it just kind of, I guess in a way, it, for someone that's been in college recently, it, it does like, you know, there's people like that. I remember there was a guy in in college and we played intramurals with him a couple times and we see him in the gym and stuff. And he just had these huge sideburns and we called him sideburns. <laughs> and I never really thought about the connection, you know, until right now, but... It's just like you do that with people and like I don't know, fat fat Neil is kinda like I don't know, we called that guy in high school black Tim. <laughs> like what the hell is that? 
like, why would we call someone black Tim? But he was Tim. We knew another Tim, and he was a large black man, so we called him Black Tim. <laughs> don't forget, at Central is also Sign Guy. Sign Guy. I don't remember Sign Guy. Maybe he was. He wasn't around back then. Sign Guy is this guy that walks around with the various signs all over campus. Oh. A student, like stuff like free hugs, really dumb. I really hate him, <laughs> but I like how much I hate him. So I guess he brings joy to everyone. <laughs> that sounds like. God, that could be really cool if you had, like, funny signs. They're really not clever. They're really <laughs> dumb. There's, it's not, like, funny. Like, my other sign is a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that would be a good sign. You should you should start doing it and have good signs. And then he'll get well, so mad, and then you'll, get, you'll have to fight him. Walking around with a TV. But I don't know if it would be playing on it. I don't know how that would work. Family matters, probably. You walk around, give us the TV that plays like porn on it. Uh, that's not cool. Family, yeah, but it'd be like, who could stop him? Police. I don't know. Yeah, campus police. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Common decency. Uh, but community. <clears throat> I like Community, but I feel like it should end pretty soon. Is is this next season the last one or no? Okay, so no one's it's still... officially said anything, but yeah. they delayed it like six months. It seems fairly likely that it could be the last season because I still I still enjoy it, but I I feel like it relies way too heavily on the gimmick episodes and. But those they did some really great gimmick episodes, even in 2012. I feel like. The first half of the season, which aired in 2011, was was really strong, and it like those episodes have popped in my mind uh, more quickly. Uh, but there's like like the Dick Wolf style episode. Yeah, I wasn't like, really into that for some reason. I think that's like my favorite episode of Community so far, just because it did it. You know, it had that meta aspect of of playing off all the police procedurals but it was also just like a really funny episode which it sometimes kind of loses sight of the humor when it gets all caught up with those theme episodes but uh, yeah I really like that one another episode I really liked was the the John Hodgman episode where they're all expelled and he's like <laughs> telling them about these things they did and, it, and it's another like fake clip show episode mm-hmm like trying to get back into school it's really good and that's to have a show that did two fake clip show episodes where like unlike every other show they probably put more money into producing the clip shows than anything else <laughs> makes me really happy when when it first aired was it as like weird and pop cultural as it is now no it wasn't I don't think that started to really happen until about season two. Yeah, it started growing in that direction, I, I'd say, in season one. Yeah, because I, I remember watching it when it first came on, and I didn't really care for it. And then everyone was like, dude, you go watch Community. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I feel like like it started getting there. Like, I don't know. I think of like the, the Jack Black episode in the first season when it started, like... Like, let's introduce a character who would just, because he's like, you guys need an acrobatic fat guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then there was also the first paintball episode. I think that was kind of the first one that sent it in really just (laughs) off the wall directions. 
And I was always wondering, like, how long can the show last? Because community college is only two years. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they try to go with, like, this one season is one year thing, don't they? Yeah, they and uh, with this last season, they started going out into the community more. It was less about the community college and more just about <laughs> Greendale as a place and its group of friends. Ugh. Like, I go back to... Remedial Chaos Theory, which I think is the best episode of the show, uh, which aired in 2011, so not eligible for this year. Uh, but that's one that takes place entirely in uh, Troy and Op-Ed's apartment. And, uh, that's the one where they're, they're rolling the die to see who has to go get the pizza. Yeah. It just turns out so differently. Oh, I think Stuff we've like that. talked about this enough. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> Downton Abbey. John, you catch up with season two yet? Yeah, on Blu-ray. Oh. Watched it with style, which is the way to watch this show because it's so refined and classy. Of course, this season was set against the backdrop of the First World War, the Great War, which, of course, some of the uh, characters were involved with, so you had that in there. I think the reason I like Downton Abbey is is just the fact that there's so many different characters and so many different plot lines going on, but it's so easy to follow. Like it's it's not complicated in any way. It's just these really strong character-driven stories, and all the characters I'd say are equally strong. I don't know that anyone really stands out, but at the same time, I feel like everyone's so balanced, and it it moves quickly. It, there's always something going on. It never drags. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a long show, but I feel like the scenes are really short in it. Yeah. Well, it has so many different people to cut back and forth. And now it's like, man, people can get killed off and, you know, so much has been changing. And there's that episode where they met that soldier who was all mutilated, who was supposedly really important. But then he just kind of disappeared. And it's like, who was that guy? Was that uh, guy? Do you like yeah. that episode? I mean, uh, it was fine. I Did you was, not? I thought that was the dumbest episode. <laughs> really? I thought that was... That was like the most soap opera the show could have possibly gone. Well, Downton Abbey is a soap opera. It's just a one that's actually well-written. It's what soap operas should be. Yeah. Like a, a character drama of, about relationships and uh, life, and but just actually well-written. <laughs> not with really bad product placement. And witches with lightning powers. Which is not yet, but, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. I think, has a new season started? I think it Yeah, has. it started on Sunday. Yeah, on PBS. And it was a two-hour-long premiere, and it was fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> so are you getting tired of this show, Sean? I'm getting tired of this show. I feel like you said this season was a little, little too melodramatic for you, yeah, which is kind I'd of the consensus was... I've heard from a lot of people. I mean, John's right. It, it's turned into a soap opera. Maybe it always was. I, I said it always. It's always been a soap opera. I don't see any difference between this season and last season. I thought the first season, it was an interesting look at a time and a place. And the interpersonal conflicts worked more than in the second season where everything felt a bit more forced. And I felt like characters were less well drawn. I guess they they don't develop as much as I would expect them to. As, as much as I would expect, you know, going through World War One would change everyone. 
Like by the end of the season, you know, Matthew's basically been at war the whole season, but he's still pretty much the same guy. And I feel like Thomas is pretty all over the place. I feel like Thomas, you think he's going to develop, but then by the end of the season, he's back to like, I'm just the dick fucking <laughs> guy. He's got his emotional problems. And Though I don't really like where, I guess one thing I don't like is where Bates story has gone is a little i thought it was a little silly yeah Thank are you I, colin do you watch the show do you mind if i spoil one thing no i might catch up with it sometime but yeah go ahead well somehow now he's like the police are like you murdered your wife so now i feel like it is a really weird direction and now his 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 new wife has to like clear his name and I'm like, is in the next season, is she going to be like sleuthing around trying to find out if who killed Bates' wife or something? Yes. That's, so, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> and Bates is like in prison and he's like still so honorable, but like he's has, some guy's hassling him and he's like, just step off. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Bates is really, I feel like it was really likable early on, but now it's like, God, just have some balls once in a while. He just lets everything happen to him. Like, Bates, you murdered your wife. He's like, if you say so. Okay. <laughs> I'll go peacefully. It, it's like, God, have some balls. You know what really hurt, did it to me, though, was the scene. I won't spoil what happens, but there's a scene towards the end of the season when Matthew's like standing there crying and uh, one of the characters walks up to him and says like something to the effect of like, what's the matter? And he goes, don't you see? We'll never be happy. And he's like sobbing and it's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) This is, no one talks like that. (laughs) No one is. (laughs) I don't remember that. (laughs) Uh, like I mean, yeah. things for him just got a whole lot less complicated. But he's just being all whiny and melodramatic because he can. It didn't feel right. I mean, they took a lot of a lot more twists and turns this season, and maybe some of them didn't work. But I think some of them worked. I liked the deformed soldier episode. Obviously, you didn't. Uh, and they kill off what's his face. I don't. I don't remember his name, but he's yeah. he's sort of important. It's sort of important. I felt really bad about that episode. I was like, wow, that guy's dead. He's not on this show anymore. He's going to have to go find work. And that was another arc that's, like, become, like, their go-to arc of, like, there's a really easy thing to do that makes everyone feel good, but a character doesn't want to do it because of honor. And if it wasn't this fucking honor, you just... Just move on and be happy. Everyone's so too honorable and too humble. Yeah. But uh, it's an interesting show. I mean, it's definitely not something I regret watching yet. Although, my God, Thursday's premiere was two hours long and it could have been 45 minutes. Yeah. I've always wondered what the American equivalent to a Downton Abbey would be. I feel like it's always compared to Mad Men. Mad Men? Well, I like to think like a period piece further back in time, like Deadwood. Uh, sure. <laughs> Except on that show, people are always saying cocksucker. Yeah. Well, it's because we're American. We're hella raw. People get killed and stuff. Except ironically, you could probably say cocksucker on British TV. Not yeah. God, Deadwood's so raw. 
That show has so much swearing, even though most of those words weren't used back then. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, fuck, fucking cocksucker, fuck. That's That's like dialogue for Deadwood. (laughs) Yeah. But no, Downton Abbey, I thought it was, I thought it was good. And I haven't seen this really boring two hour (laughs) premiere, so you got me really nervous. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you're more into the melodrama, you'll be fine with it. I just, I really like the first season, and I'm kind of disappointed it couldn't live up to it. Okay. Game of Thrones, on the other hand, continuing on in the wake of certain characters not being on the show anymore. I already know. Okay. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I just can't, like, get excited to watch Game of Thrones. I don't know, like... Dude, what do you want? I already told you about the avalanche of boobs. <laughs> what more can I give you? I need I more boobs. Like I need more boobs. I wasn't excited when I f- first tried it, but then I watched the first season really fast. I still haven't finished the second season. Not for any particular reason. It just... I mean, it, it feels... Kind of like a different show without that one character in particular being on there anymore to kind of be the moral compass of the show. It's a lot looser. It's a lot more gray. You're not really sure who you're rooting for anymore. (laughs) That's one of the things, one of my minor complaints is I was never really sure who's fighting who. There's so many different factions like that don't like each other. And everybody is fighting everybody. Okay. Nobody likes anyone. All right. Even if they work together right now, having read the books, they're not going to be working together that it much. Seems like longer. there were some alliances, unless that changed. I think I got five episodes in, Ugh, something like that. Some alliances do change by the end of the season, and then going forward, even more. Yeah, but no character safe in that show, huh? Uh uh-uh. uh So I hear. Turn around, you're dead. <laughs> Don't turn around. Was there a lot more fighting, though, this season? Did I hear something about that? There is a really epic battle at the end. One guy's army goes and fights another guy's. <laughs> so it usually happens in most battles. I don't really want to talk Do you think- specifically. There's one thing about it that they changed that I was like all about that some people probably didn't like, which is like in the book... There's like a bunch of naval tactics going on and then like a bunch of explosions and fireballs and stuff. And in the TV show, they changed it to like they just send one boat out there with all the explosives on it and they blow it up and it's like a nuclear explosion. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> I, got, I got like I got little, little, little shivers down my spine. I was like, this is I'm watching a badass scene. Is that what gives you shivers down your spine watching things that are just really badass? <laughs> Not like beautiful or <laughs> just badass. Just badass. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> A lot of high death count. <laughs> That's why I say dread. Movie of the year. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> Uh, girls. Yep, girls. Uh, 
one of the more divisive shows of the year, I guess. I don't know. Seems how like come there ain't black people in girls. I don't know. How come there isn't black people in our lives? Oh, because there just isn't. I got black people in my life. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, white people with their white problems, a lot of time, you know, they don't they don't converse with the with the black people. Which is probably also true to, you know, specific parts of, of Brooklyn where this show takes place. Um, I don't know. I feel like some people just didn't get girls and therefore developed some sort of hatred towards it. But I just, I was in the camp of just, uh, I'm all about this show. I uh, hella relate to girls. So could I. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, I don't have much in common with these people. Except for the fact that, you know, Lena Dunham's not that much older than us. So I guess it's pretty refreshing to see someone of our generation, you know, actually creating a TV show and, and sort of capturing the voice of, you know, the Facebook generation or whatever you want to call it. Actually being productive unlike the rest of us. You know, we're trying. <laughs> being kind of productive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like calling it a comedy doesn't really do it justice because I don't really watch that show to laugh. I feel like it does drama stuff just as much. It does it well. Yeah, it does. I mean, this show definitely seems like uh, a very post-Louie show where you can make a half-hour show that, you know, has its comedic moments but is willing to go into these weird dark sort of places that you know we're just not used to seeing on television and i i really <laughs> applaud this, this show for doing that and i mean it has its funny moments and uh i think a lot of it probably has to do with judd apatow being there i mean i don't think comedy is completely lita dunham's strongest suit but uh i laugh quite a bit if you like Chris O'Dodd's character, Chris O'Dodd, um, I well, I I don't really know what to think because he's only in like the, the last two episodes. I was just really surprised he came back after that first episode. He was yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing I like about this show is it'll take its characters in directions that you're not you're not expecting at all, and it's like ah, okay. I'm willing to go along for the ride as as these characters make questionable decisions in their lives. You know, that's what being young's all about—making questionable decisions. Hot problems. Hot problems. <clears throat> I guess you seem like trying to be like a young people. Sex in the City. It's doing pretty good because, like, I'm I like it. Most mm -hmm. people watch it. I probably would be if I watched Sex and the City. I've not liked what I've seen of it. Uh, uh, I feel like the boyfriend characters are pretty good too. Not that anyone cares about them. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I think the Adam guy's kind of creepy. No, he's, he's super creepy. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. Lena Dunham's. Hannah sees in him. Well, 
except that he likes her. I think he's got a big penis. I think that's one of his characteristics. That's more than implied, but not explicitly shown, I guess. It's not showed, but... Oh, like Game of Thrones? <laughs> but it's about as close to Game of Thrones as they get. Yeah. But it's that other guy. And his friend that I like. Okay, I think we're beyond uh, talking about this. <laughs> I like that guy. He's you know, good. Uh, Marnie's like boyfriend at the beginning of the season, they break up. Guy. And his friend. The sarcastic guy? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I saw him in something recently. Anyways, yeah, this conversation isn't very exciting anymore. Uh, <laughs> you think this will even have a chance of being on the list? I feel like you're pretty just like all right with girls. John? It's, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, John or Matt, would you ever watch girls? I, I guess the first episode. And? It is whatever. It is fine, I guess. <laughs> I, I, there's zero interest in continuing. I guess I wasn't interested in hot problems. I guess I would be now that I know what it's about, kind of. It's not really about that much. Just I just mean like in New York. I meant like about like in a general. You guys, you guys are about it. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it really high on your personal list? It's pretty high. All right, I'll leave it alone for now. All right. I'm going to have to do some hella justifying for the next one on our list, Happy Endings. Well, I, I wouldn't expect it to make the list since I'm the only person who's seen the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, I put it on the list planning to come in and be be like, you guys got to check this show out. It could be like the next like really good network comedy. But then I learned a day ago that... Uh, ABC's kind of just gonna unload all the rest of the episodes in this season over the next like two months because they're gonna stop airing it in March to make way for Dancing of the Stars. So, so canceled it? They haven't canceled it, but it's it's not not looking too good right now. You know, maybe it could get a second life on like TBS or something like Cougar Town, another ABC show that. Just couldn't couldn't make it, but uh, yeah, this show's really funny. I mean, concept is not particularly unique. It's you know kind of in the same vein as How I Met Your Mother or Friends, where it's just a bunch of young people hanging out in the big city. This time it's not New York; it's Chicago. But uh, <laughs> not about that. Chicago? No. Deep dish pizza? Oh, no thanks. <laughs> the Bears? Yeah. <laughs> they make lots of Scotty Pippen references. I didn't know Sean had such a disdain for Chicago. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been a while since there's been a show set in Chicago, I guess. Anyways, the the writing's really sharp. I feel like 
as far as jokes per minute, it it rivals Thirty Rock, and the cast is really good. Um, I like the fact that there's a a character on it who's a gay character, which I mean, it seems like at this point every sitcom is trying to be edgy, like I guess Modern Family by having a gay character. But the great thing about this one is he's just like a total like schlubby bro. He just happens to be into dudes, and he's he's the best character on it. And it's got Damon Wayans Jr. And Lizhdushki. Right? What? <laughs> Eliza Dushku. That's sure. Name. She's from 34. She is being hunted by mountain lions at all times. <laughs> <laughs> all times. She must be vigilant. That's probably why she's in Chicago. Ain't no mountain lions in Chicago. Yeah. Just buyers. Well, anyways. It's definitely a show worth checking out if it manages to stay on the air. But uh, should we just knock it out of consideration? Kaboom! All right. Homeland had an amazing first half of the season. Just jaw droppingly good. I remember watching every episode thinking, like, what's left? How can they? They've done too much. They've gone too far. <laughs> and the problem with that being the last half of the season, I was kind of iffy. Yeah, I don't know. I was okay with it. It got a little ridiculous, but. It, it kind of had to go there to, to keep the momentum going. They did too much. Yeah, maybe. But it's still pretty fun to watch them. Are we talking nukes? No nukes. Oh, we're talking they had to move the population of the Earth off the planet. <laughs> it's no longer habitable. Yes. That huge. It, it, Without nukes? Then need them. I don't know if I believe you. There's only one way to find out. You could probably just look it up. This is something that I feel like I, I need to watch at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I was a little worried about it going 224, and then it did go 224, but then it ended in a way... Where if they go the bravest way, they could be totally awesome. <laughs> I just don't think they will. The bravest way being, like, not have Damian Lewis around for, like, half the season. Yeah, but I feel like they won't do that. They got to give him something to do. <laughs> they don't, they won't want to lose him. He's too good at acting, despite well, his tiny little mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Like, seriously, you guys, the first season and then at least the first half of this season, if not the entirety of it, is really, really great television. Uh, the whole cast, they're probably, as a group, they're probably turning in the best performances on TV right now. 
Uh, I mean, especially the two stars, but you know, Mandy Patinkin's really great and like subdued, which you would never expect from Mandy Pink Patinkin. I don't think. <laughs> Seems like a pretty flamboyant. For some reason, when you said subdued, I thought you meant like sub dash dude, like he's less than a dude. <laughs> I thought you were talking about some character who's like has subs, like sub sandwiches. He's, he's, like another yeah. character is sub dude. Yeah, you know, there's all this stuff going on about national security, but then there's also sub dude who works at Subway, <laughs> and he has his own problems. So let me tell you, there's just something weird about the way you said sub dude. I don't know, sub dude. Too much emphasis on the sub, I guess. <laughs> what if I pronounce it sub duade? That that wasn't the problem. No one thinks duet is a word. I've said enough about Homeland, I guess. And maybe so has everyone? Yes. <laughs> Just fine. We need to pick still up the pace a, here. Still has a terrible theme song. Uh, Whatever, I'm about it. That's your problem, not mine. Uh... I I worry about the precedent season three sets of is this just going to be a show now where they have a guest star come on and be the villain for a season and I kind of didn't like the direction they're taking Boyd and Ava in uh, really since the second season though I guess there's nothing that can be done about it Uh, but at the end of the day it's a really fun show to watch Neil McDonough, really great as the as the guest star, and uh, it's, it's like the only show with action I watch anymore. Yeah, seriously, that's what I I felt watching the premiere last night. I was like, God, it feels good to just watch a show that's like really fun, and not in like a stupid like USA kind of way. <laughs> like he's just like. Like it didn't even occur to me like until watching the premiere last night that like. Rayla Givens is kind of just a big dick to everyone around him, but like the whole time you're watching him, you're just like, God, this guy's so badass. Puts shivers down my spine. (laughs) (laughs) He'll shoot you. He'll shoot you for any reason. Yeah. Or he'll shoot the wheel on your car to make the, the airbags explode in your face. Yeah. You know, just, just to fuck with you. Yeah. That's justified. <laughs> Good reason. That's what I thought the show would be when I came into it. Like all the time, he'd be like doing controversial shit, but everyone would be like, "No, it's all right. He's justified." No, everyone's pissed. Everyone's pissed. <laughs> He's like, "Whatever." They hate him. Like all his coworkers' lives are so much harder just <laughs> having him around. But it's 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 good television. Yeah, I mean, it, it. season three just certainly pales in comparison to season two. I love that season two built Harlan County as such a deep sort of <laughs> community with so many characters that'll just come out of the woodwork whenever. And, you know, this one kind of just focused on Raylan and, and Neil McDonough's character. But everything that happened with them was pretty good. Can't really complain. Yeah, really strong season finale. Yeah. 
not yet delivered on in the premiere of this season. But it's a good show. Uh, Key and Peele is a sketch comedy show on Comedy Central, so you would expect to hate it. <laughs> because... Or just forget about it because it got canceled after a few weeks. <sighs> John Benjamin has a van, rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, seriously, that network is what? It's been a bunch – since Chappelle left, it's been a bunch of terrible sketch comedy shows. And then the Tosh poification <laughs> of the network has, has not done any good for me because I don't like – He's just an asshole. He is, and that's like fine, I guess. But then his whole show is them taking YouTube clips and they can't – they should uh, – whatever. I've, I've said this before. Fuck Tosh Pedo. You can do better if you just look at YouTube. Uh, Keen Peel, on the other hand, has made it to the second season, so I felt comfortable getting on board with it, and I'm really glad I did because it's they aired two seasons this year. That was all this year. Yeah, both seasons. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Which is pretty unique. It wasn't uh, like a South Park kind of thing. No, they're definitely season two now. Because episode two of season two is the episode to watch. It has three really good sketches, uh, particularly football player names sketch. <laughs> Which, and and that's what that's what I like about the show is if you can, if you can find that sketch, uh, it's it's the combination of silly writing and and. Like two comedians who are capable enough actors that they can just go with it, uh, and and they're really likable the entire time, both Key and Peel. So it's uh, gotten better since we watched like fifteen minutes at your house that one time. I feel like that first episode had its moments. I still say, and you said, "Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't too fond of that. Uh, That's all I've seen, though. But but you know they're famous for the uh, the President Obama and his anger translator Luthor. It doesn't sketches. do much for me either. They don't actually do too much for me. Although I will say that their impression of Obama is probably the best one on TV. Sorry, Jay Farrow, even though I believe in you so much. Yeah, they get political, they get satirical, and sometimes they're just goofy. But it's a pretty reliably funny sketch comedy show, which uh, makes it the only one on TV. How many seasons? Two seasons? Two seasons. I never know if I'm watching like a newer one or one from the first season. I guess they were all this last year. I don't know. My favorite sketch is that one where Peel is the really... Uh, fat nerd guy and he's ordering a bunch of pizzas oh yeah and he's acting like there's like there's a big party around him it's like oh let me get like four pizzas a cheesy crust oh well, let me gauge the room what does everyone think of the room there's no one in there <laughs> <laughs> and then he like points to this doll like oh what do you think there claire and then key on the other end is like like he's really like this claire sounds really interesting and he's like it's a doll and he's like really like, i feel like i have a connection to this person <laughs> It's like, let me talk to her. <laughs> that sketch is great. And I, I like that one where there's the zombie outbreak, but the zombies weren't going after the black people. <laughs> and there's that guy who's like, I'm having a barbecue. It's great. 
That show's really funny. I just, mm-hmm. I never know when it's on. I just watch reruns sometimes, but I've always, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Ton of the, a ton of the sketches are on YouTube. I'm so going to oh, check them out like, right it. after this. I was just watching that, that nerd one before we uh, started this. Uh, I really like the the one sketch where it's like Tim Cook, like the spokesperson for Apple or whatever, oh, yeah. is replacing Steve Jobs, and he's like totally gung ho, like breaking the desks. And then oh, at the end of that. it, at the end of it, he's like, "I actually have this machine that <laughs> <laughs> that could send you back in time. I am the future." And then he like electrocutes himself. <laughs> Turns into a weird David Cronenberg monster. <laughs> that was really good. I, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, another one I really like, and then we'll move on. Uh, did you guys see the one? It's kind of a spoof of these old action hero movies we're getting now, uh, where like the general meets up with this old man, like living in the woods, and he's like, "I knew, I always knew you'd come and find me." Yeah. He's like, "I've got one more mission." <laughs> Uh, but he's not actually trying to recruit the guy. He's he's just looking like for like a recommendation. But he's like, all right, I'll do it. And he's he's like making him do all these tests. Like, shoot me, I'll catch the bullet. And he shoots him a bunch. And he gets all hurt. <laughs> Funny watching old men die. So Louis, not maybe as good a season as last season, but still pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how clearly I remember, but I feel like there's more episodes this season that it was a whole 23 minute one narrative, which is something that they didn't usually uh, do. I mean, not every episode was like that, but there's a handful of ones. And more than that, there was the like three parter, uh, late night talk show arc. Yeah. But there's some good ones. Was this the one, uh, season where he went to Miami? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I really like the ones that are semi serious. Or that one was just, I don't know, there's just something about that one that was good. The guy thought he's gay. Oh, and one, for some reason, I don't know why I like it, it's so gross, is when Louie is taking care of that really creepy kid. Yeah. <laughs> and he, put, he puts it in the bathtub and he goes, I diarrhea in the tub. <laughs> does, he, does he say that to him? Because you see the kid just sitting there in the pile of... Well, the, the girl... The girl comes out and gets him first. His okay. daughter. And then he goes in and he says, I diarrhea in the tub. <laughs> the water's just black. Uh, that guy, that kid is so weird. I feel so bad for the daughter. Like, like this must be the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to her, that this kid has to come over and, like, play with her. Eats raw meat. <laughs> raw meat. <laughs> I want to take a bath. <laughs> like, who <laughs> goes to their friend's house and takes a bath? <laughs> it seemed about the same for me this season. Louis can be pretty, going pretty weird directions. I think it's always been kind of like that. Yeah. I, I generally thought this was pretty good. I don't know. I just wonder if it was maybe because last season was quite an improvement on season one. And for me, there was just the shock last season of of seeing that like something like this is on television now. And by now I'm kind of used to it, but still good. Yeah. I, I liked the late show stuff. What I really liked though was the uh like the Parker Posey episodes. 
the like almost deconstruction of the manic pixie dream girl. Uh, you know, watching that first episode where he like has this amazing experience, and then later it's like kind of terrifying just being around her. Uh, and then the way that that whole thing comes back for the season finale uh, was really impressive. And then the last moment of uh, of the season finale could have been, you know, really corny or really, I don't know, I guess corny, but it, it wasn't to me. To me, it was really heartfelt and, and nice and sweet. I was just all about David Lynch's character. <laughs> like, like they got this guy from like 1950s or 60s late night television. Like, like does this guy really like know what he's talking about? Or yeah, I don't. I could imagine there are guys out there like that. I can imagine there's guys out there like that, but I can't imagine like a network executive sending some like a prospective host to like go train with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe maybe if they never really were considering him, maybe they'd send him to this crazy old guy. But I don't know. He seemed pretty great to me. I'm, well, I'm saying he's awesome, but I just can't imagine it in real life. Hell of a show. And I, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, you want to? No, no, we can go ahead. We still got like a lot of shows. Well, I guess only four. But. And one of them is Mad Men, which it's been a while, Mad Men. And you made it worth it. It, it it opened so lighthearted, and then it, it became the darkest season, possibly. Andre Ravig's murder dreams, and there actually was a death. It was really interesting season. I really liked it. Maybe even my favorite. I don't know. I was gonna say probably the best season. Yeah, it, it seemed like everything. Like I was disappointed. Like the first episode, I liked, but it's like everything's like working out. Everything seems pretty good, and now I feel like. It, the worst ever, like where they are now. <laughs> yeah, I really liked when we got together to watch that first episode, and Sean's dad is like, "So what's what's good about Mad Men? What what's like the appeal?" And Sean's like, "Well, I guess it's just really fun watching these people ruin their own lives." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess it is, yeah. Well, and, and this season was not only are they ruining their own lives, they're being marginalized just by being old. You know, the youth is coming in and taking over and the madmen of old are, are becoming, you know, the outdated model. You know, even Don Draper, the coolest guy in the room, is still the coolest guy in the room, but uh, he's not the one coming up with all the great ideas anymore. And that's been interesting to watch. This is like our show. We had a party. We had a Mad Men party. <laughs> we had old fashions and pie. And worse suits. Yeah. Yep. To the Hunger Games. Well. Same day. 
What so a I'm day. confused at the timeline of this day because you came over to my apartment later. Yeah. In your yeah. suits. When did you watch? We went to the Hunger Games. It was like one in the afternoon. Okay. And then we went to the grocery store and got bad Chinese food and pie. Okay, so you went to Hunger Games first. Why did you have to be suited up? Because I wasn't going to like waste more clothes on this day. I, was, <laughs> I don't get to wear my suit that much. I was just wearing it all day. But we went back to your house. <laughs> this was my suit day. Sean okay. went to Hunger Games in costume. That's Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> did anyone ask? Were they no, like, why oh, this? Ask, why are you wearing a suit? Why are you wearing a suit? Man? I guess that is kind of weird, but <laughs> it just seems like, like were people like, well, like what kind of crowd was there at a matinee? What kind? What day of the week was it? Uh, it was a Sunday. There's teenage girls. There was a, a girl in a Katniss outfit. Like a so sh- Sean wasn't the only one in costume. <laughs> I was gonna say if it was a weekday, like maybe like some businessman is skipping out on work to go no, see the was, Hunger Games. It was the weekend, <laughs> you know. Barney Stinson, especially like a Sunday. Sunday. Like who wears a suit on a Sunday? Maybe he came from church. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think church that would allow you to see the Hunger Games. I feel really bad that me wearing a suit is such a, like <laughs> whoa. This is weird. Well, it's just like to a movie. Like, that's the only weird thing. I have a lot of respect for the cinema. Portlandia is a show about Portland. And it's are, are we going to talk about Parks and Rec? No, it gets passed. It gets passed? It's going to be on the list. All right. What do you got? Do you have something interesting to say about Parks no, and Rec? You I know, I, I, I guess I don't, uh, other than, you know, when people ask me what my favorite show on television is, I usually say Parks and Rec. And that's about all I can say. So we're not do even we going to talk about only it? count the episodes that were in 2012, or do we count the ones that started in 2011 and then crossed over to 2012? Count the episodes from last season that aired in 2012. Was so was this season mostly the was it the campaign? Yeah, mostly? yeah. Did I mean the last yeah the yeah. last season. I'm just trying to remember what episodes. Did they have the one with the bowling alley? Yeah. <laughs> with Ron Swanson's favorite restaurant, hamburgers and hot dogs <laughs> at the bowling alley. <laughs> that was pretty great. And well, I guess that would be Paul Paul Rudd, his season he was on. Yeah. And he was pretty great. <laughs> so naive. <laughs> he like really want the job. You're being really mean to me out there. Why did you do that? <laughs> he doesn't get it. So good. I try to convince my two coworkers in the, in the sports section. They're really big TV guys. Like they probably watch ninety percent of these shows, and but they don't watch Parks and Rec. One has like a complete vendetta against NBC and like will not watch anything on NBC. I respect. That. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and I'm trying to convince them. And one one is like a huge Community fan. Like he loves Community. And I try to like. Parks and Rec is so good. Like, how can you not watch Parks and Rec? And I feel like like the first few episodes are so okay that like no one, it, people have a hard time getting into it. Do you think that's a thing? Just tell them to skip season one. <laughs> 
But you can't miss out on the origins of Mark Brandanowitz. <laughs> People got to know. People yeah. got to know the truth, Sean. <laughs> He's not even on the show anymore. <laughs> I just like it pains me it pains me I'm like you need to watch the show you guys love TV but I know I feel like it's it's the show on NBC that deserves to live on given that everything else is ending or probably doomed anyway people gotta fight for the show Go. yeah I don't know at this point I feel like I've kind of just come to terms with the fact that you know, Parks and Rec is a show with a very broad appeal that should be very popular, and maybe it could have been if it was in a different era, but now I just, I don't know, I can't see it catching on at this point. It just seems too deep into its run. Do you it just feel seems like it's going to be an overlooked show, and it can't really be helped. Do you feel like it's also because, like, it's like the office kind of thing? I don't know. That's what, what the vibe you, I got from one guy was like, well, it's just like The Office, except uh, Amy Polish sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much his reason for not watching it. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like I, I do get a lot of Amy Poehler hate out there. I know. She's good in everything she's been in. I never liked her on SNL. I wasn't. Oh, yeah, she was she on would... SNL. Oh, yeah, she was on <laughs> I never liked her for most things, but I think she's fantastic. On See, Fox for me, Night. she's just like Upright Citizens Brigade, and then she disappeared, and then she did this. Apparently, you consider SNL disappearing. Well, like for Sean, it pretty much but is. The years she was on SNL, like that show did not happen for me. Yeah. Well, we all know that it's good, so. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to do. Scrap for time. Uh, which brings us back to Portlandia. I thought it had a really great uh, starting this, uh, this season. The first two episodes, maybe my two favorite episodes there's been thus far, especially the second one, which was the Battlestar Galactica episode. I mean, it had that bit. It had the Jeff Goldblum string store. No, the knot store. <laughs> it's like, see, it's a knot, but oh, no, it's not a knot. You know, you got to get the best knot. And it had the Eddie Vedder singing tattoo. It, it just occupies this great area of hipster comedy. Oh, and I love every time they include that, that Indian guy who, uh, every time they run into him, he just gives them this huge list of... Uh, all these different things like they went in this season it was they went to that restaurant which was like around the world in 80 plates <laughs> and there's all these options you had to go through before you get your food my favorite one was would you like to lobster at your meal we just put a lobster on top of your meal it's an additional 31.99 <laughs> that guy is great every time he shows up i love all the hipster comedy I, I really like the uh, the Christmas special too. It's 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 funny. It, it it it's like I'm not laughing out loud all the time when I'm watching that show, but it still it sticks with me. Like I really love that bit on the Christmas special when uh, there Fred Armisen was playing that guy who had like the, all the cool studio stuff. He's like, this is like an amp. Like they kind of use this like on Pet Sounds. Like these drums, like sound just like pet sounds. And my favorite part is he's opening a door with keys. Goes, these are the keys from pet sounds. 
He's like, what if like Brian Wilson just like walked in here and he'd be like, oh, I could use this. <laughs> it's just these like stupid observations that like, you know, there's some truth to that. There's these guys that collect all this stupid, you know, all the 60s gear and kind of brag about it, but they're so lame. Yeah, I really like Port- Portlandia and I think it's remained consistent. Yeah, I, I just feel so bad for uh, Fred Armisen. I feel like he's totally getting friend zoned here. I feel like I feel like he's all about Carrie or whatever her name is, but she's just like you know. I'm just trying to friend zone you right now. I'm just I'm looking beyond the show, <laughs> psychological <laughs> aspects behind the scenes. Well, then at least he gets to live out his fantasy because I feel like more than half of his characters are married to her on mm-hmm. the show. The creepiest scene, the creepiest sketch, and I, I don't know. It's funny, but I'm so creeped out when they switch um, genders and Carrie's like voice. I don't know what they're doing to her voice, but it just creeps me out. It's making it lower. Yeah, there's the one where they had the safe word. <laughs> Cacao. Cacao. <laughs> God, I just can't even read. Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that is really weird. <laughs> but it's funny. I love it. That show can be really bizarre sometimes, but at least I think every episode will always have one pretty good sketch. Yeah. I really like the one where they had the band with the cat that played the scratch post. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kristen Wiig was their biggest fan, and she'd point a gun at them, and that was like their, their thing. <laughs> and Pitchfork was like, this is so good. We've said everything we could say about music. So they had to close down <laughs> the site. Yeah, that was a good one. Catnapped or whatever. They... <laughs> and I look forward to the next season because it's got even more guest stars. I wish I could remember. John, it's already started. Oh, it has. I, did, I watched one. It has? With, yeah. yeah. There are already two episodes in. Oh, I thought I it started the on first Friday. One. Had Kurt Loder. They're trying to bring back the real MTV. <laughs> In the second episode of the third season, it's uh, Carrie and Fred are are like missionaries for Portland, and they go to Seattle to recruit people because <laughs> oh. uh, Mayor Kyle McLaughlin is pissed off that Seattle's always on the cover of Portland magazine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing about the Port- Portland. I feel like they'd never. Hardly mentioned Seattle. Like only yeah, they, it's only that one other time when yeah. it was like you got to write a theme for Portland. Don't make don't make it like Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like as someone from the Northwest, I can kind of relate to it, but I can't really because I've only been to Portland a few times and blah blah blah. My uh, my coworkers from Portland, so I'm always asking them, like, is this like really what it's like? And you know, like my brother's from Portland, so I'm like, God oh, man, I'm so jealous of you guys. It's so cool. Yeah, I'd like a little more Seattle stuff, especially for the fact that Carrie Brownstein and Kyle McLaughlin are both from Washington. Yeah, and Carrie went to Lake Washington High School. Our, mm-hmm. our, she's like from Redmond. Yeah, mm-hmm. blew my mind. I'm always, I'm always, my mind is always blown when, when I find out people went to Dub, like, like the twins from that X Files episode. Blew my mind. My mind is always blown when I drive to Olympia and then I drive past the Sleater Kinney sign. I'm like, Dang. that's the band. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's a sign. 
I always got to point it out every time I go to Olympia. Yeah, I remember I was driving with Sean past it, and I'm like, hey, Sleater Kenny, like that band. Sean's like, whatever. <laughs> I've seen that a lot of times. I do yeah. that a lot of times. It's true. You want to get excited, let's talk about Sherlock. I don't even know if this counts. Is this a mini series? It's a it's a show. It's had, I guess, because it has another season. <laughs> it's a show. It aired this year. I watched the first two episodes on PBS. What do they call it? Masterpiece Theater. Yeah. Except when it's since it's masterpiece mystery, it's always introduced by Alan Cummings. Oh, that's way worse than Maura Linney. <laughs> Yeah, it's always someone really unimpressive. Like, um. Do they change it? Because I feel like it's always Laura Linney. No, it's always Laura Linney, isn't it? But she does Masterpiece Theater, like the drama ones. And apparently, Alec Cummings does Masterpiece Theater, like mystery. There's different subgenres of Masterpiece Theater. But yeah, Sherlock is just uh, funny. I feel like, especially now, you've really grown with the characters, especially in the season uh, premiere, which I really liked, where Sherlock's kind of has some notoriety now. That's my favorite. That was a great episode. Yeah. And I would say my second favorite is the season finale, and my least favorite is the second episode. Which was Hound of the Baskervilles, because every episode is an adaptation of an original Sherlock story. I like that... The show's always pretty. I don't. It's pretty easy to follow, I guess. I never have too much trouble with it, which I, I was worried about. It's. I feel like it's hard to sell people on Sherlock. It's like, oh, he goes around solving mysteries, but no, it's. It's really funny and it's really exciting. Yeah. Except that it's like ninety-minute episodes, so that's the hard. You I just guess treat it like a movie. You just got to sit down and watch a movie every once in a while. And uh, there's little things like. The ways they take you into Sherlock's mind and they have him like sometimes he has to like think alone and he's like doing like minority report movements and moving around like ideas and memories and stuff. And that's a little that's a little dumb. I don't know. I like it. And they put text on the screen. Yeah. So, sometimes dry. it's pretty good. Like the text messages and stuff. It's more like the scene in the Hound of Baskerville, where he's alone and minority reporting his brain. He's always <laughs> blowing my mind. Like when he could find out this person was left-handed because the butter is on this side of the knife, and this means that because this means that. It's those his deduction scenes are brilliant. Yeah, I feel like we well, talk about Minority Report like way too much. <laughs> minority Report basically changed my life, man. <laughs> got a got a copy of it on Blu-ray. Really. Yeah. It's pretty much like the best movie ever made. <laughs> I saw half of it like on the way back from snowboarding on a bus. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Changed my life, man. There you go. It just shows the power. Um, before I go back to start eliminating things, we have a late edition. <laughs> 1600 pen. Is it aired yet? Yeah, it's aired. One episode. They, out there. they just oh, wanted to qualify it for the list. Wasn't that last year? Oh, damn it. 
No. Well, yeah, it was last year. That was last year? Yeah, 2012. Okay. Yeah, it was last yeah, year. Yeah, I said that like... I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Wrong because <laughs> for a second I thought like that meant it wasn't qualified, but pretty much this is the greatest yeah. thing I've ever seen since Bill Pullman's president. Once again, everything is right in the world. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much like... Is it funny? Like there was jokes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm just going to watch it because why not? Got nothing else going on. And this is why it should be one of the top ten shows. That you, can- you got nothing else going on. <laughs> it's like you've watched all of these shows that we talked about. Yeah, but that's a lot of commitment. I feel yeah, like a I lot of the shows I haven't answer. watched are like dramas. And like I'm just oh, man, I can't have a hard time with dramas. So long. NBC is really promoting 600 Pen, though. Like, they're going to try to make it their modern family in terms of it being like a family comedy that everyone will like. But I don't know if that's true yet. I didn't know it was on, or I don't even understand. <laughs> There's a pilot, some apparently, that has been seen. I think it's got potential. I like Josh Gad, and he like co created it, but I don't know how good of a writer he is. So. I feel like I should like Josh Gad, but I don't have any like reason to. <laughs> oh, you have to see the rocker. You can't make me. Yeah, I won't. that's like Most... always your response when someone tells you you should do something. Because why can't I... you just play along every once in a while? Just take some advice and follow through with it. It's it, you know, it can't hurt. Really then again, we're, we're talking about the walker, the rocker, the, walk, the, the walker, watch the walker, as uh, Matt Radcliffe would say, the walker. Josh Gad <laughs> is the walker. <laughs> He's got to walk everywhere. Everyone makes fun of him because of how he talks. <laughs> Can I get on the bus? Or how much you got? I only got a quid. We don't take your kind. Of <laughs> I'm taking 1600 pen off the list. Boo. And it could be honorary number 1600. <laughs> okay. Uh, Girls? Uh, yeah, okay. I think it was, it's, it was doomed from the start. I could do without Portlandia. Aww. Uh That's yeah. not a no. I guess I could do without it. I mean, I like it a lot, but it, it's... I, I don't know. I mean, John brought up the fact that some sketches are just kind of weird and not that funny. I feel like there's just way too much of that on that show that a lot of times it just it just feels tedious to me. I just feel like there's not that much of it, so... Uh, it's just a little too hit and miss for me. I feel like there was a lot of it, but that's because I watched the both seasons together over the course of like two weeks. 
I do it to myself, so I can't relate. Hmm. John, what about the British shows? Do they stand a chance? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I mean, you guys seem a lot more passionate about the American America. shows. So. <laughs> I'm not going to fight for anything. No. Well, I'm going to take at least Downton Abbey off. This sure looks pretty cool, though. How many are we down to now? It's more like a movie, though. More like three movies. More like a trilogy. You like trilogies. Two to go. Um, I guess there's Game of Thrones... Which John didn't even want to watch the second half of the season. And I didn't want to watch the first season. Uh, Did you attempt to watch the first season? No. <laughs> so don't say that. You just didn't want to watch it. Well, I just, you wouldn't even give it a chance. <laughs> well, it's true. I didn't want to watch it, so I didn't. Yeah. I did the same thing. Who was I talking about this the other day? I feel like one of the reasons I don't l like shows or movies. Oh, I was talking about Lord of the Rings and like how I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan because like I wouldn't want to live in that time. Like I I can't relate to it because I would never want to do it because like Lord of the Rings is so like gross and everyone's disgusting and no one takes showers like ever and. I feel like I would never want to live in, like, ancient Roman times. I'd much rather live in, like, you know... Wait, wait, wait. You think Lord of the Rings is ancient Roman times? No, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. You think Game of Thrones is ancient it, Roman times? Isn't it? What is it? It is not. <laughs> well, see, I don't even know what it is. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like... Oh, it know, is? Medieval. Well, it makes my argument even more. It's like gross. Everyone's like, just having sex all the time. Yeah, but they're having like hairy, sweaty bo sex. Like, it's gross. Dude, don't knock it. Till you. <laughs> well, do you like the Lord of the Rings? I do, but like, like not enough to see the movies more than like once every fifteen years. <laughs> I think you like it because I was of the same uh, thought. Like, I was like, I don't want to watch a fantasy show, but. Uh, you look past that because it's just a good character show. It doesn't mm -hmm. really matter what the setting is because the characters which make it interesting. Yeah. There's honestly not that much fantasy. Really not. It's really pretty political. You forget pretty fast that it's a show in the past. And every once in a while you get really excited when there's fantasy stuff because there's not a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Green fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good show. I probably should have watched more of the second season. It, I wasn't not liking it. I just I fell too far behind, and I just got bogged down by life. <laughs> so Game of Thrones, we like you, but not enough. Uh, and I guess Sherlock's probably the one on the chopping block now to get us to a ten. Uh, yeah, let's, John. I like Sherlock. I can't argue against shows I've never seen or, you know, don't know much about. And I can't argue I can for you, shows yeah. I haven't seen. 
Yeah, there you go. I mean, I saw the first season of Archer, but I haven't seen it since, so I don't know. Uh, so it's good, and it's really, I feel like it's really becoming popular in the nerd community. It's like a really big cult nerd show now. Like, people are really devastated when they found out it's going to take a long time for the third season to come out. Not till 2014. Yeah. But. Yeah, fuck that. I'm taking Sherlock off the list. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm all about when Sean makes executive decisions. That's sad, though, because that means it won't be eligible again for a list until 2014. That's what it gets. Jerks. Stupid Bilbo Baggins. And Smog oh. the Dragon. Make an angry guy. Number 10 spot. The least respected spot. Uh, I guess I'm thinking Key and Peel. Yeah, me too. AP. I'm, I'm just, you know, glad to see it here, I guess. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I think it's the FX shows next for me. I, I'd say Ar- Archer, Archer, but not Louie. I like Louie. transcends that. I was thinking more Archer and <laughs> Justified. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I could have 30 Rock on the lower end, too. How come we didn't talk about It's Always Sunny? Was that not... Because uh... it was eligible for a mildly pleased award. Uh, <laughs> I guess I didn't... I thought it was more than mildly pleasing. I, I really yeah, didn't. we all agreed to that, but then at the same time... I guess. Uh, uh, I feel like once a show's been around for... Well, I guess that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to go ahead and put Archer at number nine. Okay. Um, that's like seven and eight go to 30 Rock and Justified in one of those two orders. I put Justified since... John, have you seen it? I saw the first episode when it premiered. Walked away. <laughs> John's all about like canceling shows. He's like, watch <laughs> one episode. Done. Done. And so that leaves just Homeland as the only show that two or less of us are watching. So should that be six? Kind of by default. I don't know. I could go with community next. No. <laughs> That's my argument. Okay. And it's that sound, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it's just we didn't get that much community this year. No. Like seven or eight episodes. Although we did get, like, when, the, when it came to the season finale, they aired like four episodes. That was kind of yeah. neat or tragic. Uh, but let's put community at five then. Right. Just so no hearts are broken. Uh, Next time, uh, probably go with Louie. Yeah. 
Okay. Unless? Uh, I like how I'm just making this list now. <laughs> I hope this can continue. But I am completely certain that it won't continue the way I want it to. What's he going to say? What am I going to say? I'm going to say Breaking Bad is not my favorite show on television. Deal with it. But uh, it's going to be number one, right? Breaking Bad? Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I don't just think it's because my it's, favorite. And I don't think it's okay. my favorite either. But it, like, it's my favorite... One of my favorite shows on television. But that doesn't mean... I liked the last season as much as I liked other seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... Because uh, I definitely didn't like this season as much as I've in, been liking it. Not to say it's bad, but it's just, you know, it's been less good <laughs> to me. I don't think there's, there's been a dip in quality, uh, but there's been a definite dip in quantity. Yeah, that also does it for me. And... um it's harder to make the the show work with its central villain gone. Yeah, I I think it makes it a little less uh, less easy to get invested in it and get excited about it. I don't think so. Our protagonist now is our central villain, and you can feel that he's slowly closing in on him, like authorities and everything like that. It's kind of switched in the last couple, yeah, but. The first Maybe. couple episodes where it's just dealing with the logistics of setting up the new business. Yeah, but that was and that had all the Mike stuff, and that stuff was really good. Yeah, I do like Mike. I don't know. I'll say I came into this expecting to put Mad Men at number one. Uh, it's just the order of Breaking Bad and Parks and Rec have me perplexed. Because I think... I don't know if the seasons... The back half of last season and the first half of this season of Parks and Rec are better than the show was in maybe season two or season three, uh, particularly season three. Uh, but I think it's definitely had some of its best episodes, which I wouldn't necessarily say about Breaking Bad. But I think like the proposal episode from this season of Parks and Rec was really good. And, uh, I mean, most episodes in the election arc, I really enjoyed the campaign. Yeah, it's, it's just been a really consistent show th- from season to season. Um, I don't know if that makes it the most exciting pick on a list like this, but I really like it. I go with the drama shows on top, not for any particular, I just like them better. That's the only reason. Yeah, I don't know. I I could have done Mad Men over Parks and Rec and Breaking Bad. Honestly, I I really love that season. I feel like that show is is attempting a kind of writing that's full of just heavy <laughs> themes and and small intricacies that I don't think any other show is really trying to do. Hold on. I think I'm with you. Hold on. Okay. Parks and Rec number three. No, no. No, no. Sorry, sorry. No. I think I was going with you, Sean, though. I could do it, though. I think it was number three last year. I'd, uh, I'd prefer it at number two, at least. Yeah, but you don't watch Mad Men. So? Does that make my vote count less? <laughs> I suppose not. 
don't know, this, this season of Breaking Bad still gave me chills. And even though Parks and Rec is consistently funny, that's never going to equal the same kind of excitement I get from a suspenseful TV show. So, and, and, and even Mad Men was suspenseful, so that's why I'd put it at three. Parks and Rec. And Breaking Bad isn't just, like, well-written and well-acted. It's also, like, one of the best shot and edited TV shows in the history of TV shows. I mean, I, I can't think of many shows that have such a distinct visual style. That I know, so but are you thinking of it as a whole, as a show, or as just this season? I'm thinking of just this season. I think they they did some of the coolest time lapses this season. All the, like, setting up and breaking down. Remember the cool scene of them, like, doing the first cook in the house in, like, the the bug tent? was awesome. Looks so cool. Must have taken so much time. Is that to speed it up? What is the speed of time? What is the speed of time? <laughs> is that like a cold play lyric? That's deep. <laughs> so are you putting Parks and Rec at one, Colin? No, I would put Mad Men at one. I'd put Parks and Rec at two. I I wouldn't really care if it was at three. I, I can live with it. It just I don't get as excited for Parks and Rec as I do for Breaking Bad. It seems like we're split. and I'm just talking about this season with the stuff that happened, the shooting out in the desert, and the uh, the, the the new the way they're doing cooks now. Like Parks and Rec is good. But can't even remember what happened this season. Breaking Bad is still like so ingrained in my mind. It's it just really sticks with me. Yeah, I guess you got to. Yeah, I, I don't really have that that kind of experience with Breaking Bad. I don't know why. I, I enjoy every minute of it. I think it's a very well made show, but I don't know. And, Maybe and the yeah. Well, maybe it's just a, a difference of opinion in, in what we want out of television. I'm kind of a bigger fan of the ensemble comedy, and I feel like Parks and Rec is doing it as well as, as you could possibly ask for. And you seem to be more into drama shows, gripping drama than me. So, yeah. I think Breaking Whatever. Bad, I think Breaking Bad did their ensemble better this season than they have in a while. I think uh, Skyler as a character came a long ways. I think a lot of people really hated Skylar for a long time. Like, maybe even more than Betty on Mad Men. People started to hate Skylar. <laughs> uh, but I think she's pretty sympathetic this entire season. And mm-hmm. then again, I have someone who's like, all of like, eh, she seems alright. I wouldn't call her a bitch like everyone else is. Don't forget Saul. Never forget. So, Sean, it sounds like you and me are on the same page. Yeah, I, I think, think I think Mad Men's probably going to be number one, despite Nancy's shenanigans. Yeah, it's my number one. Uh, but then there's this whole problem of two and three. I told you, I can live with Parks and Rec being three. That's fine. If you right. want to do that, you know, whatever. I'm going to do that. Break Nancy's. 
so we can be done then. Yeah. All right. Our our top ten TV shows of 2012 are as follows. Number ten, Key and Peel. Number nine, Archer. Number eight, Justified. Number seven, Thirty Rock. Number six, Homeland. Coming in at number five, Community. Number four, Louie. Number three, Parks and Recreation. Number two, Breaking Bad. And number one, Mad Men. And if you want to see something really mad, you should go over to mildandplease.com. We've got our uh, top albums of the year. I'll post it. Uh, and if you have made it this far, write a review on iTunes saying, I made it this far. And then give us a star rating. And uh, someone will send you in the mail upwards of $10,000. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, I'll see you at the top 10 Thursdays. <laughs>